Welcome to Gain That Tune. gentlemen children of all ages we are here with game that tune that's right i'm jesse moore i won last week so guess what i'm in charge motherfuckers and we're gonna be playing games that have to do with flying so everyone get up high and tell us what your name is come on we got john regan say hey hey we got david fleming say hey hey we got John Harrington say, hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! Oh, hell yeah, fellas. It's a wonderful Wednesday. Game that tune. We're going to be playing some music. We're going to be guessing what games are being played. Uh, Johnny's going to draw a penis. Um, yes. So if you like to see penises, <laughs> yeah. we got them for you. Game that <laughs> tune's got the dicks. Johnny, and start so, working uh, on that flying penis right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a really good one coming up. In fact, I think he's going to show us a penis right after game one. Game one.
Alright guys, here's a little bit of trivia for, uh, for this game. Its world, its world record was set in 2009 by David Hurling when he scored over 5 million points. Specifically 5,083,740 points. Man, the opening of that track always gets me pumped. So good, dude. <laughs> good pair. Yeah. All right, well, let's see some answers. Oh, have... damn it. Oh, wow. Oh, great. John Harrington says Afterburner, which is incorrect, but close enough. Jesse says Afterburner 2, which is the right answer. And oh. David says Space Harrier, which is sadly incorrect. This is Afterburner 2. However, both the games came out in the same year and they're virtually the same game. The main difference between the two is Afterburner 2 lets you control the speed of your jet. Otherwise, it's the same game. So, mm. oh fuck, that's I say John's answer counts. Nope, not taking the point. <laughs> Jesse got the he got the numeral correct. So, you know, <laughs> nice job. But yeah, that sounded like Afterburner to me, mostly because I didn't play Afterburner. I just recognized it from. Uh, like everything Sega Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed their remix of it see that's what uh, happened yeah, to me what a like, sick okay, ass this stage is, this is definitely like Sega Genesis it's a flying game 
I'm pretty sure this was like a remix somewhere. I'm gonna say Space Harrier. I completely forgot it was Afterburner, because yeah, it's totally the Afterburner song. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, man. So, Johnny, um, tell us about Afterburner 2 and all it's the ways great. it's different from Afterburner 1. Oh, well, I already went over that. You can control the speed of your jet. <laughs> Well, maybe he wants to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they both came out in 1987, like just months apart. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, I'll, yeah, really this, is, um, <laughs> this is, um, this is, uh, it, it's, I played this mostly on the Sega Master System, and on the Master <laughs> System, it's, it's okay, right? Also it's also It's all right. It's better but, than uh, the NES version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NES one's not particularly great. Wait, there's um, an NES version of a Sega game? Oh, yeah. Yes, there is. Really? Huh. Yeah, this was back when the Sega arcade games from this era were kind of treated a little differently, I feel like, from, like, um, you know, later arcade games. Like, you know, Afterburner was before they really got into home consoles. I mean, they did, they did have the Master System, I guess, but I don't know. It's pretty weird. This came out on everything. It was released on, like, the Commodore Amiga, I think, and something called FM Towns. It's some weird Japanese PC or something. Oh, yeah, it but, is. Yeah, if you play the arcade version of this, it is so much better than the Master System one. I always thought this game kind of sucked because that's all I had played for a long time was Master System. And then I saw it in the arcade and said, oh, well, you know what? I'll give this a try. And the arcade one, everything's just so much faster and, like, everything comes at you so quick and it, it destroyed me. Like, I'm pretty good on the Master System because everything's so slow. Right. But you throw me in the arcade, I'm dead in, like, five seconds. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny, man. Looking back, I always forget that there's actually, like, usually a significant difference between the home console version and the arcade version. It's like, yeah, man, I can go over to my buddy Alex's house and play Mortal Kombat anytime I want. And say, so get to the arcade. It's like, oh, wait, no, this is way, way better. This is totally worth the quarters for, like, the little extra fidelity and the extra drips. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Arcades it, were the, the shit arcade back in the, <laughs> the arcade version of this, you sat in a cockpit and it actually moved. Uh, as you move the plane, it was badass. That's awesome. Were they playing this in Terminator Two, like, or something <laughs> like it? Maybe they were. I don't know. You know, I miss awesome arcades. You know, it's just mm. not. Uh, I miss it so much. I miss the wonder of an awesome arcade. You know, Dave and Buster's. You know what that is? It's shit. <laughs> it's just <laughs> utter shit. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, arcades aimed at adults, and it's not. It's just, you know, ticket games. It's, it's Chuck E. Cheese aimed at adults. It's not right. You know, but man, you know, your local mall arcade used to be the best place in the world. It really was. You know, ugh. Uh, I was going to wait until later in the show, but tonight we have a new sponsor. It's Dave and Buster's. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Damn it, John. You're going to pull back that curtain reveal. You're at the, Maryland, the Baltimore Dave and Buster's right now. <laughs> Well, you know, John, it's, it's good that you say all those terrible things about Dave and Buster's on this Our Opposite Show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fine, fine. You know, I mean, it's cool. They just sponsored us in prize tickets, so it's not really a big deal. <laughs> like, no, this, no, let's be real. Dave and Buster's is pretty give shit. Me some friendship bracelets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got myself a fake mustache. <laughs> That's going to be oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> There's a subreddit anyway, uh, dedicated to figuring out how to get the good prices at Dave and Buster's. Like they share tips on like, you know, you should go on this night when it's not busy, and they do double points or something. And 
These are the games mm. that give out the most tickets, the most Dave and Busters. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's like you know, just just buy the thing. It's way easier. Don't, yeah, exactly. Like, mm. <laughs> isn't it just a gift shop? Can I just buy the fucking Dave and Buster's coffee mug and you know save myself the hassle? <laughs> like, come on. Um, but anyway, so afterburner. I mean, you're flying a plane. You're shooting shit, I assume, or are you just flying? Uh, you're shooting shit. You have Good. a gun and you have missiles. Uh, you have unlimited ammo for the gun, and you, the missiles can lock on, but you, they get refilled like after every level, I think. Right. Um, How's this compared to Top Gun for the NES? Oh so much God. better. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is no comparison between this and Top Gun. For one, in Top Gun, you have to land the stupid plane. Fuck which, that. Which, good luck with that Yeah, bullshit. what the fuck? Was, uh, and Afterburner 2, it's just flying and wrecking stuff, and it's pretty... Yeah. Like, it looks amazing, like, because, you know, oh, Sega did arcade games, so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, fucking Top Gun on the NES never made sense to me, because it's a fun flying game for a level, and then they ask you to land the plane, it's like, no, I don't want to land the plane, I'm flying. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I ever want to land? That's like, you know, okay, you're playing a Mario Kart race, and now it's over, and you need to parallel park the cart before you take off and, like, you know, go to the next race. No, I just want to keep driving. You don't land the plane. Like, <laughs> Even uh, worse was refueling in the air. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, like even mm. if you could land the plane, the next fucking mission, fuck that, because that uh, tanker plane isn't going to do anything, and it's just going to fly yeah. away, and you're going to be like, oh, good, I'm going to crash soon. Yep. Yeah, so Top Gun, they just they wanted the true, you know, experience of flying a fighter jet, you know, which is just like, you know, just like the movie Top Gun, the truest experience of being in the Air Force or whatever the fuck they were. So, yeah, remember yeah. when uh, Tom Cruise ran out of fuel? No! <laughs> or or Val Kilmer crashed on the, the uh, side of the aircraft carrier? Oh, no, I don't remember that part either. You know, the only I way the Top that Gun was game would have been redeemed cut. is by oh. having a volleyball level. Like, I was just going to say, like, that what the cool. Top Gun game needed was a volleyball level. Specifically yeah, with, like, 8-bit really... graphics of, like, flexing Val Kilmer. Like... Yeah, and like and really good-looking like, sprites for dialogue of like Val Kilmer as Iceman, you know, just like talking shit. But the super spike V-ball graphics, just right in the middle of a, you know, level two volleyball. You know, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this game. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. sure like eight-bit Nintendo graphics, two-frame animation of just pixelated Val Kilmer biting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's an iconic look. Uh, all of that and more, not present in Afterburner. Because Afterburner just cut out the fat. You flew the plane, you shot the shit. You know, what else do you need to End do? Story. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anything else on Afterburner? Game 2. <laughs> just leaving it up to somebody else. I forget I'm not hosting.
So, uh, this is a Game Boy sequel to an NES game that was not released in Japan and only released in North America. However, two years after its original release, a licensed Famicom port was released featuring Sanrio's Hello Kitty characters. All right. Yeah, I'm ki- I'm kind of pulling the um, Dell Obscure game tonight. Mm. Oh, it's that game about uh. Oh, never mind. Let's not go back to Tulip. Um. <laughs> All mm. right. Here we go. So, um, John Harrington says Sky Kid 2, which is incorrect. Jesse Moore says Balloon Kid, which is correct. And John Regan says Balloon Kid with a drawing of a penis and balloons attached to it, which is correct. (laughs) Right. You know, John, the the balloon should have been lifting up the penis, like, by the head. You know, having just the... I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, you do you. You're the penis master around here. <laughs> so, Balloon Kid. Yes. <laughs> that guy. Who's Balloon Kid, David? <laughs> um, Balloon Kid is actually not a guy. A Balloon Kid is a girl. Her name is Alice, I believe? Uh, yes, Alice. Uh, it stars a female character. Uh, this is the sequel to Balloon Fight from the NES. Do you think she's a good role model for young women playing video games? I think so. Yeah. Because that's very important. Because she, um... She... The interesting thing about this game is... Okay, so everybody here has played Balloon Fight, right? Yes. It's alright, yeah. Yeah! Okay. Um, so Balloon Kid is a single-player version... 
and it's basically, you know the balloon trip mode where you're like, constantly floating, popping balloons and avoiding lightning? It's basically like a game built around that. And you play as this little girl who is trying to pop these balloons that somebody just set out all over everywhere. And the kind of cool thing is, you can pop off your balloons by yourself. Oh, you and sure if you... can, David. Hey, oh. <laughs> God damn it, Jesse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and if you land, like, on ground, it's not game over. You can still run and jump and complete the level. So it kind of becomes a platformer if you lose your balloons. Which comes in handy when you're fighting the bosses, because there are boss fights in this game. And so you just kind of have to, like, position yourself above them, drop your balloons, and then just jump on top of them to kill them. Okay. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And this is, uh, for Game Boy or Game Boy Color, or...? Uh, this is a Game Boy game. Um, they did, I believe, release, like, an advanced color version for Game Boy Color in Japan. Um, but originally this was only released in America, and then... They, they ported it to the Famicom, but added Hello Kitty characters to it. Or Sanrio, like, bought the license and just remade this game with Hello Kitty characters. Um, Does the Hello Kitty version still play the same? Like, is it just the same thing, but just the Hello yeah. Kitty characters? Oh, no, it's, it's exactly the same game. It's just, instead of a little human girl flying around with balloons, it's Hello Kitty flying around with balloons. Now, do you get to, like, switch which character you are, or you're just always Hello Kitty? Can you be, like, you know, Batsmaru or whatever? I believe you're just Hello Kitty. Okay. Just wanted to find out. if Have you played the Hello Kitty version at all? I've not. I've only played Balloon Kid. What about you, Johnny? Um, have you played the Hello Kitty version? No, I'm going to, though, like, as soon as we're done. Okay, very cool. curious. Yeah, can you stream that, John? <laughs> stream a, uh, like, <laughs> yes. a full playthrough of... Hello Kitty World. Ooh, that actually sounds pretty good. I think I might do that. Yeah, I'm into it. Shirtless. That sounds amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, Patreon goal. There you go. <laughs> no. Preferably with little Hello Kitty stickers covering your nipples. I'm I'm applying for jobs right now, so I think I need to be have my shirt on when I'm on the internet at all times. <laughs> but as soon Damn as it, I have John. something, then I can go shirtless again. Maybe you should look for a different kind of job. Yeah. Huh? Hello. <laughs> I mean, obviously your talents are below the neck. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Hey, wait. <laughs> so, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say, I'm the only one here who has played Balloon Kid. Yes. Okay. Now, can um, you be a balloon squid? Damn it, John. I'm just talking to Alex. You guys uh, do your thing. I have nothing to say about Balloon Kid. <laughs> it's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, no, you cannot play as a balloon squid. It's just a balloon kid. Although, if they were to, like, remake this game for, I guess, either Switch eShop or, like, a 3DS download, adding Splatoon characters, I would be for that. Balloon Kid or Squid? Cool. Balloon Squid? So, is there... <laughs> yeah. Or Squid Anything Kid. But it's, I mean, it's, it's a fun game. Okay. It's... I mean, it's it's balloon fight controls. You've got balloons, and you flap your arms to, like, hover and gauge your your speed and everything and your height and all that. But it's instead of just floating through empty space, avoiding lightning, there are actual levels. There's a city, and 
there are platforms. Like I said, if you can pop your balloons off and if you land on the ground, you still keep playing the level. That's cool. Can you like um, buy upgrades and stuff? Or are there power-ups? Uh, there are power-ups. There's an invincibility form that you can get in the game. Uh, there are no upgrades. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed Balloon Fight on the NES, and then I was like, wait, there was a sequel for this? How? <laughs> um, Thought we did everything we needed. And I kind of wish that they would make another one, like... Balloon Adult? The, the, <laughs> balloon Well, the, the Balloon Trip game in Nintendo Land, where you kind of, like, guide yourself with the with the stylus that was fun and enjoyable and i feel like the concept of just kind of like flapping and avoiding obstacles and like a flight based how or like a flight hover based platformer is fun yeah and i feel like they could do this again yeah i, I can talk briefly about my experience playing the uh, balloon trip on fucking nintendo land and how I think it should be re like re-released as a affordable like Switch download, because I really enjoyed that shit. That was fun, man. Guiding your little guy around with the stylus on the touch screen, like I could see that making the jump to the Switch. Like, yeah, you got to play it undocked, but like you know, some of my favorite games on the Switch are games you play undocked. And uh, that Balloon Trip game, man, that was charming as fuck, and uh, you know, challenging and full of replay value. And you know, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of life left in the Balloon. Trip, kid, fight, man, franchise. Just, uh, you know, they gotta fight. I bet they would rediscover the love for the Balloon franchise if they announced him for Smash. Like, uh, if Balloon Fighter... I would be okay. I would I would be down for that. Hell yeah. I mean, I remember reading that, um, when they were making Melee, it's like there was a handful of characters to represent the NES series. It's like, and they went with Ice Climbers, but... They were thinking, it's like, maybe Excite Bike, you know, maybe Takamaru, maybe Balloon Fight. It's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I would play Balloon Fight in Smash Brothers, that'd be awesome. <laughs> At this point, I picture somehow him playing kind of like the like the Duck Hunt Dog or something. Like, he uses stuff from uh, from other, like, NES-era games to attack. Because what would the attack set be for a guy who is just floating with his hips pulled up by balloons? It would look really funny and be very charming, but, like... <laughs> That's uh, that's a challenge right there, and I think Nintendo's up to it. I think they should uh, they should look into it. You know, it'd be a very uh, floaty character like Kirby. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what else he would Multi -jump, do? Multi jump. Who knows? Throw lightning balls. Like, attach this could happen. Attach balloons to other people and make them float away and die. Come on, Ooh. that'd be a pretty baller yeah. move. <laughs> you know, folding like somebody like a Metal Gear Solid. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. You know, you're gonna extract him? Oh, he didn't make it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not used to this. the balloon series. Balloon dog. Yeah. You're a dog. Yeah. Everyone likes dogs. They're pretty marketable right now. Mm -hmm. I think there's a new dog movie coming out sometime. There always is. So oh, yeah. That that. Island Kids of Dogs. Love dogs. And kids play video games. Kids also like balloons. Dude, I got it. So. The dogs, they put the balloons on. They float up into the sky. All of them. You call the game. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> oh, we get Burt Reynolds? It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. It's a fantastic tie-in. <laughs> like, Johnny, see, get that the on the question horn. Is, I've never seen that movie. Now... We're sitting here talking about balloon dogs. The question is, is it a dog suspended by balloons? Or is it a man suspended by balloons folded into the shapes of dogs? Ooh. No, that it's, one. It's, it's, it's a dog. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or is it? Kids don't uh, want to play some dude with weird balloons. It's supposed to be a clown. That's creepy. Oh, yeah. the balloons are folded into the shape of a dog. I think you meant the man was folded into the shape of a dog. <laughs> okay, now we're we're gonna have some body. No, I'm talking yeah. about like when a clown takes a balloon and folds it up into a dog. I was like, like why those are, are the guys... balloons that you're using to float. You take a man, you, you stretch him work... out real good, you fold him into the shape of a dog, and he floats away. Yeah. That's the game we're talking about. It's like a Five Nights at Freddy's why you... horror scenario. It's terrifying. I was, I was wondering <laughs> why you all were way more fascinated game. by this idea. Uh, a man, he pumps himself up full of helium. I'm not gonna say how. And then he folds oh. himself into a dog shape, and he begins to float away. And on the way up, there's electric spikes, there's heavy breezes, he meets the balloon trip guy. I mean, you know, it makes sense. He has sex with a balloon, and he has balloon kid. This it sells itself. Wow, David sounds so much like the computer. Game three.
Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Uh, time for some trivia for this fan request. Uh, this one comes to us via Facebook from uh, a friend of the show and not related to Jesse requester, Brock Moore. And this game was named the 2003 Breakout Xbox Game of the Year by GameSpy, which is a great explanation for why there was never a sequel or a follow-up. feeling about this pretty good good um, <laughs> can you he's like this is a pretty good drawing of a dick <laughs> here it comes john you know you gotta step your game up son well john says this the name of the game is breakout for the xbox 2003 <laughs> which is incorrect uh jesse and david both get it it's crimson skies uh more specifically crimson skies colon high road to revenge um very dramatic reading. Thank you. I, it's a very dramatic game. I think. I don't know. I didn't fucking uh, have uh, original <laughs> Xbox or play Crimson Skies, but this one's like some kind of cult classic. Uh, Jesse, what do you know on this one, man? This game is actually pretty badass. It's like yeah. an alternate history where, like, um, there's, like, Zeppelins. Like, we got, like, really good into the Zeppelin technology. Uh <laughs> planes are like super cool and they're like dragsters and stuff and basically yep. we do everything in the air you know it's like there's like sky cities and stuff but it's yeah. like world war ii it's weird but like it is really a good like it's one of those games that i don't know why there isn't a sequel seriously like <laughs> like this is one of those games like there needs to be a new crimson skies like Microsoft has this property, and they could put it on Xbox One, and it could probably be really badass. Like, I think actually, didn't last year at like E3 they were talking about like backwards compatibility for Xbox One and announcing like lists of Xbox games that would be compatible with Xbox One. I think they got like a fucking standing ovation when they said Crimson Skies. Like, I think people really care about this game. 
Yeah, it was it was really good. Like I I never owned it, I but I rented it multiple times. Like yeah. it was a really fun uh, flying around and shooting stuff game. It was really cool. Yeah. So was it open world or was it kind of level based? Because I mean, the look I, I get from it is like, like uh, it's, it's been such a long time since I played. I feel like it was kind of like a hub world where you flew around and like sometimes like pirates or like Nazis or something would yeah. attack and. Um, and then you would go and do like missions and stuff in other parts of the country and it was uh yeah i just remember it being a blast you know yeah now the, the stuff i've seen from it it looks like a lot of fun it looks like you know some star fox ask uh like dog fights but you're in like cool alternate 1930s planes and yeah you're basically like playing as like nathan drake in the sky flying a badass plane and uh you know, it uh, it looks really cool. I, you know, uh, you know the parts I saw it was like you were dogfighting a guy because you lost your zeppelin to him in a gambling thing, and you had to get it back. Oh, it's yeah. like, damn, dude, you bet a zeppelin? Like, <laughs> that's a statement oh God, that nobody's imagine? made in like eighty years. Like, <laughs> I wait, wish wait, we wait, lived wait, in wait, a wait, world wait. with more zeppelins. <laughs> so, are people racing zeppelins for pink slips? Is that what I'm hearing? Because that sounds no. great. I wish they were. The very slow and the furious. Uh, Crimson Skies. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, no, that's not what this is. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, the Zeppelin, I think, is like your kind of like your mothership. Like, you can park your plane in your Zeppelin to go to other missions and stuff. I'm like, yeah. That, that sounds I'm like a really fun world to live in. Like, I gotta go park my sick ass plane in my Zeppelin. In order to, like, you know, go to Chicago to visit David for the weekend. Like, that's a world I wish I lived in. <laughs> like, that's... The day you uh, do that, you're, you're just... You're too rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a real 1% type game. Yeah, like, fucking <laughs> classic Zeppelin simulator. <laughs> like, ugh. Uh, but, um... Yeah, no, the game looks really yeah, fucking I'm looking cool. Up this, I'm looking up this game now, and I kind of wish I owned an original Xbox just to play this, yeah. because this like it, this looks like it's ticking all of my buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, alternate future, yeah. or alternate history, plane combat, zeppelins, like... Yeah. I see there's a, there's a map of North America in that sky, and, like, the entirety of the United States is divided into, like, 12 states. I love it. And they're all kind of, yeah. This, Don't they all have, like, plane names? Isn't it, like, you know, Planopolis and, like, you know, like, you know, Propel A and, uh, you know. Like, no, this is saying that, like, California is the nation of Hollywood and, like, there's the Republic of Texas and, like, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida are all the Confederation. Uh, like Sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah, Oops. the country just completely divided up. It's like, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I want to know. Some, I want to play this. Somehow it's an alternate 1930s where there's advanced, like, Zeppelin and plane technology, but reconstruction didn't go well, so the South rose again. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I don't know. That's, uh, that is worth investigating. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I might need to take back all the good things I said about this game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's an interesting timeline. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's in the 30s and, like, you know, I, maybe they don't call them Nazis. You know, they might just call them, like, I don't know, what you know, uh, Red Barons or something. But, like, you know, there's, 
there's definitely... Now we established this in the pre-show. The Red Baron was not a Nazi. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. There's definitely evil plane-flying Germans who you have to encounter at some point. Uh, Red Skull, maybe. Um, I'm not Hydra. really... There you go. Yeah, exactly. They were Hydra planes. Ugh. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh, man. I think that's about See, time that's for what, the next that's game. That's what the Captain America movies have been missing. The Red Skull in a plane. Yeah. That's all we need. You know, I'm just, I really, I just got my fingers crossed that in Infinity War we get Thanos in a helicopter at some point. Like, <laughs> Yes, the Thanos character needs to appear. Red Skull in a fucking plane is good. We had that briefly. That was the end of Captain America the First Avenger. But if Thanos doesn't roll into Wakanda in a helicopter in Infinity War, I'm going to be a little pissed off. Like... <laughs> It just needs to happen. He can, he can cr- control reality at some point, so, you know, gotta have it. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Crimson Skies looks really fucking cool, and yeah, uh, it kind of sucks that there's no follow-up to this, or no, like, re-release or anything, like, it's a real balls move on, like, fucking Microsoft part, like, okay, yeah, you know, we got the Xbox One, and you can play your old Xbox games on it, including Crimson Skies, the fantastic plane-flying cult classic. Cool. Are you going to, like, run new copies of that or something? Fuck no. If you still have a copy, you can play it, though. Like, would it be that hard to get a fucking Xbox virtual console going or something? Like, you know, Microsoft, yeah, they really know how to make me not want to buy a system. It's fucking, it's, you know, it's awesome on their part. They really know how to make me control my expenses. Because, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I would play this on a new system. Possibly one made by Microsoft, but I'm not gonna go track down an original Xbox cartridge to do it. Like, no. So, uh, John, anything else on a uh, World War One aviation? <laughs> Baron von Richthofen, the Red Baron, um, Crimson Snoopy. Skies. What's your favorite kind of biplane? What's your favorite of the well, twelve states in America in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you live in? Maryland. Yeah. Um, the crab boy. So I was, I, I did have a good time looking, <laughs> I did have a good time looking up uh, Zeppelin games while we were talking, and I found that there's a VR <laughs> game where you can ride a Zeppelin. <laughs> Why would it need to be okay. a VR game? Don't lie, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Is it the Hindenburg? <laughs> it can be. That's an option. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, is it just a VR game of you riding in a Zeppelin, or are you as the Zeppelin? Like, <laughs> I would love a VR game where you are the Zeppelin. You're it's just a very slow crawl over a nice detailed ocean in and game Sometimes form. you fly over like a little mountainside and Thomas the Tank Engine comes by and says hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they should make that happen. John, is that what this game is? Because it sounds like the follow-up to Crimson Skies we've been waiting for. <laughs> Tom, Thomas the Tank Engine VR Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. you know, narrated by Alec Baldwin. Um. Anyway. Yeah, we were talking about like Actually. Avengers: Infinity War, but that's the crossover we need. Thomas the Tank Engine versus the Red Baron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hey, have the Red Thomas Baron on Thomas. Ant Man, so he's an Avenger. <laughs> Hell, oh. That's yeah. true. Thomas the Tank Engine is an Avenger. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, great request. Um, you know, cult classic. Needs revisiting. Needs re-releasing. Get on that, John. And, uh, Jesse, uh, 
You tell me when to keep going. The next game. Game four. guys, the inspiration for this game came from several sources, most involving um, Nintendo games. The basic mechanics were inspired by the Super Mario Bros. 3 Tanuki suit, although with reverse mechanics. Also, the developers became invest interested in rumors of a new game in the Kid Icarus series and wondered how the flying mechanics of those games would translate to 3D. But they realized that he felt 2D design for his game would work better.
All right, guys, come on, whip them out. That ended sooner <laughs> than I expected. Let's Where see. Where the hell were you, David? I was taking a brief, ba brief bathroom break. Ah. Come on, Johnny. Real podcasters don't take bathroom breaks. They pee that, into David. whatever is dick. near their computer. Oh, John is correct. I can see his answer already. And uh, let's see. Reverse Tanuki, uh, my favorite ska band. That's incorrect. John's favorite <laughs> um, sex position. And David and John get the right answer with Owlboy. Oh, boy, Owlboy. Has anyone here played this game? Um, I have begun playing it. Um, Thank God. I, I've cleared through the first section, like, okay, story spoilers question mark? Um, I've, Otis has his first companion, and he's, he's just gone through the cave, and the, like, the, the pirates or whatever have just started attacking, and they've opened up, like, the main area so that you can leave to go explore, and that's where I stopped playing. David, that's the spoileriest thing I've ever heard. Oh my god. How could you possibly ruin this game for me like that? You, you opened the main area of the game at some point? What the fuck, man? Ugh. So how do you like it so far? This game is fucking cool. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it's very different from what I was expecting. Because I was... It, I mean... Because it looks very much like a... Like one of those indie platformer games. But you have free flying... So you can just kind of, like, go everywhere, which is really different and really cool. I I like this game a lot. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so basically, Owlboy is, uh, is, is this game where you're this, uh, um, get this, you're an Owlboy. <laughs> and, uh, but you don't talk, you're mute. And um, all the other, like, owls kind of give you, like, a hard time and stuff, which kind of sucks. But, like, the people yeah, which... are, are pretty cool. What, what were you saying, David? No, I was I, I was going to have a point about that, but c continue. I, w I will come back to that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so then there's, like, uh, a few, like, like, regular people that are, like, actually cool to you. And one of them ends up uh, joining your, your team. And basically the game works is you're the owlboy and you can fly around everywhere. You can also walk and stuff, but you're fucking owl, so you want to fly. And uh, <laughs> owls don't. Walk. And you can like you can like pick stuff up and like eat fruit, which heals you, and uh, or you can throw the fruit at stuff. Or the main thing you do is you uh, one of your companions, you pick them up and carry them everywhere, and then whatever they use to attack, that's what your attacks are. So like the first dude, he has a like a little ray gun, and so he just like shoots people, and you can like. Uh, point where you want him to shoot and it's pretty accurate and you fly around and shoot stuff and it's almost a little bit Metroidvania-y because like you need to like do certain things before you can get to other areas and um, you meet you get at least two other companions um, that are really cool and they have different abilities and um, like the game is beautiful uh, the, sound, the music is good um, the story is pretty cool, like, it, it's got this really cool, like, world, and they don't, like, just bog you down with a bunch of crap either, like, the story, like, any kind of the cutscenes are pretty quick and concise, and 
they you know get you to feel what you need to feel and stuff and um, they don't spend too much time just you know droning on and um, the upgrade system is pretty cool you just have to collect a lot of coins and then you go to this lady and um, then if she likes how many coins you got then you get a new gun or a new hat or something like that and there's these weird penguin puffin creatures that are funny it's 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 a hoot <laughs> No, it's... You've just been it's, waiting it's to say that, haven't you? <laughs> and it's... Like Jesse said, it just kind of drops you in, and it, it you don't have, like, a, a ten-minute introduction of, this is this world, and this is this fantasy. It's just, no, you're an owlboy. All right, go. And, like, you just kind of pick it up as you go along. Um, and it, it looks like it's going to be one of those indie like retro platformer metroidvania games but because you can fly everywhere and because you like carry people around it almost becomes like like a shooter because you can just kind of like move anywhere on the screen so it's it's a different game from how it looks initially uh but what i was gonna say is the your main character otis is mute and they make a point to say that and it's you can tell it's just kind of the story explaining like the silent protagonist type thing in video games but it's weird because there's bullies and they make fun of you for being mute it's like oh yeah otis oh okay what what are you up to oh you don't have anything to say do you it's like okay that that kind of crosses the line from just being like schoolyard bu bully into being like Making fun of this guy for having a disability, like, that's not cool. Well, isn't that what a schoolyard bully does? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's one thing to say, like, hey, I don't like your haircut, push you into the sand, and like, hey, you're in a wheelchair, push you over. I like, don't know, bullies tend to go for the weakness, you know, yeah. that's why they're bullies. They, they don't take, give a fuck. They take they're the easy layup. something <laughs> that they perceive as wrong with you. And they're gonna fucking rip it to shred like fucking wolves. Yeah, yeah. I got That's made fun do. of for having curly hair and like man breasts, and you know, little did they know that the real things I was sensitive about were all inside my mind, and they could have gotten to me in a number of other ways. They went for the easy stuff, the outside stuff, you know, like you being God, mute or being in a wheelchair or being a boy who's an owl. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's how you bully David. <laughs> the the real stuff being inside your mind, like God, can you imagine if Charles Xavier was a bully? That would not be great, <laughs> dude. It oh would my not. God. <laughs> you know, he really could have been a, a pretty great bully. It's a good thing he's a good guy. Cause, uh, <laughs> I can just imagine like Charles Xavier using his telepathy to take control of yourself. Like, stop hitting yourself. Yeah. Stop hitting yourself. Literally, yeah. stop hitting yourself. You cannot stop hitting yourself. I, I was just thinking, like, he would think of, like, what you worry about the most, like, and just start, like, saying it in public, like, oh, I see you're thinking about your small penis again. <laughs> oh, how does that sound? And, and they're like, oh, oh God, no, everyone dies. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you did something sexual with a dog, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. It was an accident. It's Charles Xavier, man, you can't hide from that. Like... <laughs> Uh, get out my head, Charles! So, <laughs> I'm just going to get away from that. Uh, so, Owlboy is great. It's gorgeous. Didn't it have a super long development cycle? Like, didn't this game, like, wasn't it like yeah, one guy making it forever? In, like, 2007. 
And like the main dude doing it was like super depressed about worrying people were gonna hate it and stuff and it just took really long and then finally it got released and from all I've seen people loved it and I love it and yeah. David's loving it. No, the, the game's fucking great. Right. Like Yeah, you know what would have been easy to bully that guy for? This game. Like if uh, yeah. <laughs> if this game were bad and he worked on it for like nine years, it'd be really easy to bully him about it. So it's yeah. a good thing that he made a really good game. <laughs> like, Remember that game he released that was garbage. <laughs> he's just sitting at home, and then Charles Xavier rolls up to his house, like, "Oh yeah, that game was good, or was it?" Yeah, but was it nine years good? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you guys you guys are basically echoing the thoughts I have anytime I put code on the internet. <laughs> anytime I put code. It was a good job, John, but like, was it really a good job, John? <laughs> yeah, every time that you put a new piece of code, you imagine Charles Xavier coming out telling you that you had sex with a dog. Charles Xavier <laughs> rolls Jeez. into the room. <laughs> like you got a thing for that Ripley, don't you, John? <laughs> you really need to wait, focus wait your, focus on are, your coding, John. Everyone else can hear it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's not even thinking it. He's just saying it out loud so your wife has to hear it. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, Alboil is really good. We featured it on our best of 2016 mixtape. If you want to go back and dig that up, it's got some great tunes, and it's just gorgeous sprites and clearly a labor of love. And uh, I'm embarrassed that I haven't gotten it on Switch yet. It's been out for like a month on Switch, and uh, you know I have no excuses left to not play it. So. I'm gonna have to rectify that. So, yeah. yeah it's pretty As much someone on who is now. playing it on Switch, I recommend you play it. It's really good. Excellent. Glad to know it. Let's keep this show rocking. Game five.
So, this is a really cool game that has no story or plot or characters, so it is very difficult to come up with trivia for. But this game's unique weapon set includes the blaster, missiles, sniper beam, and laser sword.
I'm really into that soundtrack. Um, so, how are you guys feeling? Fantastic. Awful. Good. Pretty good. Good, John. Good. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, David says Hyperlight Drifter, which is sadly incorrect. Johnny and Jesse both got it. It's Graceful Explosion Machine. That's what I call my penis. Same. What? Graceful Explosion Machine. For the Nintendo Switch, and I guess at some time after that, also for the PlayStation 4. Um... Well, that was going to be my follow-up question. David, have you played Graceful Explosion Machine yet? I'm guessing that you have not. <laughs> Judging by the silence, I'm correct. Oh, David. okay. I'm looking up this game. It's like, no. I, okay. All right. That game. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this game's fucking excellent. Uh, it's, uh, it's a shoot 'em up it's uh it was originally released for the Nintendo Switch as a you know like an indie uh you know exclusive and then re-released later and uh it's it's so like deceptively simple and then just like all shoot 'em ups gets really fucking hard as you go along like you know you're uh piloting a little spaceship you're exploring alien caves basically it's you know very small levels very simple little levels they're scrolling and they they like repeat so you know it's like you know, just a very small level that you know you can go through infinitely, so you can kind of like circle back around when you see an enemy and you got to dodge it one way. You can kind of reverse back and you know shoot it in the ass, that kind of thing. Um, but you're piloting the ship and you've got four weapons. You've got a blaster, which uh, you can fire rapidly, but it'll overheat after uh, like ten seconds. Uh, but it doesn't use any energy besides that. And then you got a uh, set of missiles which you can fire and they lock onto things and you can shoot like you know them in a burst like seven at a time so you can just take out multiple enemies and you got this sniper beam which is fucking dope it reaches all the way across the stage and if you concentrate on one enemy with it it does more damage like it does more damage as the longer it stays on them but like if another little enemy gets in the way it like you know it has to kill that thing first in order to get back to the enemy all the way across the way and then in a very cool little shoot 'em up thing, I don't know how many shoot 'em ups have any sort of like melee attack, but there's a laser sword where you know you hit the button and it does a fucking it like circles encircles you with a like two swipes of this big sword. And you know, once you get all these attacks down, you're just moving through these levels and like it it's just such a fun like cool little game. <laughs> you're flying around, there's just these little basic enemies, everything's very colorful. You know, the music's pulsing, you know, and you're just, like, blasting guys until your thing overheats, and then you're laser-sorting, and you're shooting missiles, and you're fucking sniping shit, and, like, dodging. There's a button to do, like, a dash, so you can dash through, like, without hitting anything, and collect, like, the energy the other guys drop. You know, it's, uh, it sounds more complicated than it is, actually. I think, you know, if you played it, you get the hang of it pretty quickly. And then naturally, like, by, you know, the end of, like, whatever the set of levels is, it's really fucking crazy and hard, and, like, you're having to know all these different enemy types and all this crazy shit. Like, uh, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. Um, have, you know, I'm trying to think, uh, 
So, David, you've not, like, even seen this in action, or not aware of this game? Aware of this game? No, I, um, I completely forgot about it, because I remember seeing it at, like, some trailer or some showcase or something. It's like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome. But then it just kind of faded into the background of all the other really, really good independent games that are on Switch, because, right. damn, there's a lot of really good indie games on Switch. Yeah, it turns out there are. Like, I bought this, the you know, whenever it first came out, because I'd seen some preview for it. I'm like, well, that looks like the perfect fucking, like, sit on the couch with your Switch and play it game. You know, and it was, they said it, you know, in the everything I read about it, it's got really good use of the HD rumble, which it does. Like, when you get hit by something, or if something explodes near you, the controller rocks in such a like interesting way it really does kind of feel like you're holding the little ship in your hands and it like it jerks to the side it's it's really cool the rumble feature but uh you know i bought it like the month it came out played about half of it obviously you know played something else and then i was like hey we're doing flying games this week i fucking love that soundtrack and uh you know i'm gonna bust that game back out and it was like Oh yeah, I can pick this game up and play it right the fuck now. <laughs> this is uh, this is really good. <laughs> so uh, God bless the Switch. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, you know, I just mean like, you know, I hadn't played that game in you know nearly a year, and it's like, okay, what do I have again? Okay, laser sword, sniper, missiles, blast. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm halfway through the game. It's pretty hard, but I'm back, baby. Like, there's nothing to it. Um. It's uh, it's worth checking out, David. If you get a chance, if it goes on sale or something, definitely you know think about it. I don't know what you know if you're a shmup kind of guy, but uh, it's, I I enjoy a good shmup. Yeah, and that's the thing. This one, it's not uh you know, it's not super punishing. It's not like a game over kind of shmup. You know, there's a lot of levels. There's like something like forty levels, and uh, you know you gotta you know you gotta clear three phases in each one, but then you just move on to the next one. So it's not like, you know, game over and you're back to the beginning. It's, you know, it's just a series of challenges, score attack, whatever. It's not a, it's not like a fucking classic arcade shoot 'em up It's, uh, it's something right. a little different than that. But it's really cool and absolutely worth playing. And, uh, you know, the music's dope. Um, you know, I actually, you know, I like the soundtrack so much. It's one of the only things I've actually bought on, like, Bandcamp. Because I, I would have felt bad downloading it. Because, like... I complimented the soundtrack at some point, like back a year ago on Twitter. I was like, "Man, I'm you know kind of obsessed with this Graceful Explosion Machine soundtrack." And the composer just said, "Like, hey, thanks." I'm like, "You're just some guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so nice of you." <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so I was like, ah, fuck I'm, it, I'm really feeling this soundtrack. It's pretty great." Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go rip it illegally now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, just for that memory. You can have seven dollars. <laughs> like, no problem. <laughs> it's you worth earned it. this by yeah, making exactly. me feel validated on Twitter. All you had to see. I mean, seriously, just like, you know, I'm shouting into you know just nothing. Like, I really like the Graceful Explosion Machine soundtrack, and then out there is that guy. Like, oh hey, thanks. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> what do you know? Somebody's listening or name searching himself on Twitter or his game. I don't know. Yeah, he probably has a Google alert set up for when somebody says "Graceful Explosion Machine" soundtrack. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> nice guy. Have my seven dollars. I'll take the music and uh, reproduce it on this show. Probably against the rules. Um, 
<laughs> but but yeah, it, uh, the one thing that I really like about it, it you know, it's not the kind of game that you need to play on the TV at all. I think the best way to play this game really is on like stand your switch up. You plug in a nice set of noise-canceling headphones, and you just, like, crank that shit up. You just get into the groove, man. Like, you know, all the soundtrack is just, like, pulsing, and the sound effects are so percussive, and then, like, the controllers are shaking the right way. Like, I'm playing undocked, so they're shaking in each hand. And, you know, it's just... It's the best way to play it. So, if you're looking to play Graceful Explosion Machine, you know, John's recommendation, undock it, plug in those headphones, and, uh, you know, just enjoy it that way. Turn off all the lights in your house and just stare into this really small screen and don't think about how alone you are. It's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's, it's really back cool. to recommendation. Your... Play this game, have a rave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, not much else to say about it. Because yeah, there's literally no plot. Uh, you're a ship, and you're shooting things. I don't even know if they're a like aliens, creatures, whatever. They're shapes, essentially. So, you're a ship, they're shapes. So it's Geometry Wars? Not quite. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen it compared to, like, uh, Defender and, like, Rezogun. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Say, it seems like it's more Defender than Geometry Wars. It is Defender, but they give you a laser sword and some missiles and a sniper beam, so you're not just using the blaster. Like, I'm telling you, it feels so good to fucking, like, you use these weapons, so. Um, Sounds cool. Yeah, gotta check it out. Um, either on your PlayStation or, you know, my preferred method on the Switch, which is my preferred method of playing most games these days. So, yeah. Um... Fucking awesome. Let's uh, crank that calculating computer. All right. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's Cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. <laughs> Congratulations, hey. John. You knocked it out of the park. Thanks, Jess. You just did an, a, just a graceful uh, explosion of a game that tune player just <sighs> dropping it left and right with those right answers. Why don't you tell us some stuff? Like, what do you want the next uh, show to be about? You know, tell us, like, your favorite... Um, movie right now those two things right now you're the champion all right, Tell us. all right uh you know favorite movie right now uh you know it's one that i i hadn't watched it pretty much my entire life on misinformation it's my cousin Vinny. uh it's fantastic it's a southern comedy of manners it's not really about the mafia at all somebody lied to me a long time ago <laughs> like that movie's great Who the fuck told you that movie was about the mafia <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> It was a long time ago, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a mafia movie. And then it's like, wait, it's about a New York guy who has to be a lawyer in Alabama? Like, oh, that's right up my alley. <laughs> uh, but, that movie's uh, fucking great. Yeah, it really is. Unrelated to my cousin Vinny, sadly. Um, I, had a, I had a theme in mind for next week. It's a theme that we've done before. Johnny, be ready with your soundboard. You know... My pick this week was Graceful Explosion Machine, fantastic flying game, flying a tiny ship in space. SPACE! So, we're going back to it next week. It's 
the return of space games on Game That Tune. Space! Yes, indeed it is. So, space is such a good category. There's so many good games and so much space to be explored. So, we're going to explore that on next week's space-themed episode of Game That Tune. And, uh, space! Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was checking the chat. What, what was the theme? Yeah. Oh, man. See, okay, Space. that's what I thought. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to, we're gonna you know, do some cooking next week with uh, games with spice. Um, that's going <laughs> to, wait. No, that's not what he's saying at all. Oh, I lost the thread. No, next week I'm going to... Next week I'm uh, gonna wear so what like Dune. Yeah, we're, it's it's gonna be a great show. We're gonna have a ton of great crossover games in games that splice. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Um. But yeah. So space games on a uh, game that tune 103. Look forward to it. And uh, you know, Jesse, you feel like taking us on there, Haas? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, we've had a really good show tonight. Yeah. And um, let's. Uh, we got a bunch of Twitter handles. Uh, Johnny, where they where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at jpreganjr. And David, uh, on Twitter at dfdfleming. And uh, John, the the champion of this evening, who just put on a fantastic <laughs> clinic. Like if you wanna if you wanna grow up to be a game that tuner, you wanna grow up to be like John. So you need to watch this episode four more times and write down every single thing he did. I mean, I, the, the the dick drawing is really what did it. You know, I'm not taking any point credit on this one, but a, a colorful penis rocket goes a long way. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187 with my new banner image, this uh, poorly drawn dick rocket. <laughs> <laughs> can we please make the episode title "Poorly Drawn Dick Rocket"? By all means. <laughs> Would love so to. So since and- you won, you also get to pick some uh, wonderful music. Oh yeah. Well, I was thinking we'd uh, do uh, the usual like uh, self-promotion thing here too, but you know, uh, we can just take it straight. Yeah, we can. S- we, we got. We got to thank our Patreon producers. They paid for that privilege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping you would do that. John. All right, yeah, I'm on it, man. So yeah, before we play our bonus tunes, man, I want to remind everybody about Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. It's the home of awesome exclusives. You guys help us make the show. You help us run our servers, and you help us do awesome stuff. We got a brand new mixtape up there. It's the first day of spring mixtape. David's got his uh, theme of spring and renewal on the mind. So we've got new uh, a new mixtape of level one themes from games. So go check that out. Patreon exclusive. We're doing all kinds of fun bonus episodes. I've been putting together little express mixes for the people that like the music, but maybe don't like us talking very much. Uh, so that's a Patreon exclusive. And uh, yeah. Um, you know, throw us, uh, throw us five bucks a month, throw us anything a month, and, uh, we'll throw you something fun. Um, and special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, you guys are the shit, and, uh, keep doing what you do, because it's great for our show, and, uh, great for everybody who likes a video game music podcast. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, to bring it home, uh, let's see, my game was Graceful Explosion Machine. My theme for next week, Space Games. My bonus tune, Unrelated. It's from the Secret of Mana 2018 soundtrack. This is the Pure Land theme, uh, composed by Hiroki Kakuda and uh, rearranged by Yuzo Koshiro. 
So, uh, peace out, everybody.
Afterburner 2 is copyright 1987 Sega Games Company Limited. Balloon Kid is copyright 1990 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Crimson Skies High Road to Revenge is copyright 2003 Microsoft Game Studios. Owl Boy is copyright 2016 D-Pad Studios. Graceful Explosion Machine is copyright 2017 Vertex Pop. Do we have a uh, do we have a sixth game? Nothing I know of, no. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Well then, let's uh, crank that calculating computer. Yeah, John, and check right. your chat. What's that? Nothing, man. Just check your chat sometimes. Oh, sorry. Was I supposed to? I can download a six game real quick if, if I was supposed to do that. Calculating <laughs> computer. It's been decided. Oh. All right. Yeah, da David needs a nap. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Xavier! <laughs> he knew what to bully me about my my constantly standing dick. <laughs> I mean, hey, you didn't get the name John Boner Harrington for nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, John Neversoft Harrington. Yeah, that's me. Neversoft. <laughs> we thought it was because he really liked those Tony Hawk games, but <laughs> fuck. Speaking of window into things, I have a, a random question. What are Poppers. What? Is <laughs> <laughs> a drug or something? What? What is it? Don't pop it straight in your ass. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> you don't butt huff it. <laughs> butt huff. God, I wish we could call the episode that, but no, it has no context. <laughs> <laughs>